0: Welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, November 21st, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And this is our week 11 running backs show. And Shane, is there any site where we can play Taysom Hill at running back this week?
1: No, I don't think he's running back eligible. He might be on some obscure site, but, yeah, he's not running back eligible, although he's probably going to be doing more rushing than anything. Uh, But in terms of the running back position, I think there are some guys that we really like, and there might be some interesting fades that we might be, uh, you know, uh, leaning on here as well to maybe gain an edge. So it's an interesting week at uh, running back. There's not any super obvious plays, so you have to dig in a couple, couple layers deep here to find some good running back plays. Absolutely. Uh, Before we get into it, quick thank you to our
0: presenting sponsor, BetUS.com.pa. We have a terrific offer from them. We'll get into that later in the show. But let's start with these running backs, Shane. Where are
1: you going to pay up this week? Yeah, you know, at the top here, one of the top guys I like is Alvin Kamara. Uh, Just the fact that uh, he's going to be heavily involved. So obviously Drew Brees is out you know, regardless of who starts at quarterback, you know, if it is Taysom Hill, I like that they're going to be running that read option. The threat of Taysom Hill running is going to really make those linebackers kind of freeze and, and, and you know, get, get offline there. And that's going to open up a lot for, for Alvin Kamara here in the running game. So the fact that they're going to have such a dual threat You know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, if you had Elvin Kamara, um, I'm going to bring up the Baltimore analogy again here. I just bring it up in every show this week. If you had Elvin Kamara running a read option with Lamar Jackson, what would that look like? You know, I know that Taysom Hill isn't quite as quick and as fast as Lamar Jackson, but he's a really big, powerful runner, and and he is fast. So my point is that's going to free up more space for Elvin Kamara in the running game, and we know Elvin Kamara should be able to get still passing work as Taysom Hill or whoever's in there should still be able to check down to him and, you know, run screen games to him. So Elvin Kamara should be heavily involved here. And he's just he's the best open field, most explosive running back in the game, in my opinion. Um, and he's going against Atlanta they give up a lot of production you know in the passing game uh, to running backs and they're not you know they're decent against the run but they're not like an elite matchup where you're that worried about it so I really like paying up for Alvin Kamara just because I think he's a focal point of this offense and he's going to get a ton of usage in the pass and running game Um, and yeah I mean you can play him you know together with you know Taysom Hill or some of these other guys, you could really stack up the Saints, and uh, this should be a pretty good shootout here as well against Atlanta, a high-scoring game, and Saints are, are pretty big favorites here as well as their, uh, what are they, four-and-a-half-point favorites, you know. So, yep, so definitely Alvin Kamara, I think he's worth paying up for even though he's expensive. Okay. I'm going to skip over an expensive
0: guy in a great spot. That's Dalvin Cook, 9,000 on DraftKings. I think he certainly could go off against Dallas. But he's coming off 30 carries against Chicago, and I think it's a little bit too risky, really, for, for me to pay up that much uh, when I don't think they need to, to give it to him 30 times. I think Madison could, could do well. I think the receivers could step up. So I would rather save a 1000 on DraftKings and get a little bit lower ownership on Derrick Henry, hopefully, who is facing Baltimore, and you think, well— They're pretty strong against the run. They're number 11 on the season in terms of yardage allowed. But we saw what New England did to them last week. Uh, And Derrick Henry's got, you know, he's coming in off the the mini bye because they played Indianapolis on Thursday a week ago. So arrested Derrick Henry. Uh, I like him here, and I'm hoping he'll get lower ownership. And there's a couple important nuggets from the injury report here that could influence this play, aren't there, Shane?
1: Yeah, we've been monitoring Baltimore's uh, injury report because we're interested in their big guys up front, and it's looking like Calais Campbell, their big, big defensive end, and Brandon Williams, their big defensive tackle inside, who are run stuffers, very physical at the point of attack. It looks like both of these guys are doubtful to play, so we're expecting them to probably be out. If you can confirm them out then the game plan for Tennessee should be even more run heavy. And you know they're already run heavy, especially once we get into the winter months, which we're rolling into the winter months here. So like I would say, it's Derrick Henry eating time here. (laughs) So all of a sudden Baltimore becomes a team that's really good against the run and really good against the pass. And all of a sudden they become a team that's not elite against the run and still great against the pass, which to me is – you know the opposite of a pass funnel, it's kind of a run funnel team. So, you would for the game plan, you would attack them, which Tennessee, by the way, wants to do that anyways. Most of the time, uh, you certainly want to probably keep Lamar Jackson and all his weapons off the field and try to control this game, similar to like when they uh beat them in the playoffs last year. Uh, so it's Derrick Henry time, and uh, he's going to get you know, he's going to get upwards of 30 carries, and he is probably going to break some long ones and have a lot more space with some of those big guys out here. Um, so yeah, Derrick Henry looking like in a great spot and also we should be able to get him at lower ownership because of the the perceived really difficult matchup against baltimore people may steer steer away so yeah great 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 spot here
0: excellent well if you start to pay down a little bit um get under 7k who's
1: your first target there uh yeah so i'm looking at uh miles sanders here uh miles sanders you know i talked a lot about how i like how i like uh the philadelphia eagles even though they've looked kind of bad this year right and uh it kind of made me feel a little better once miles garrett was out for cleveland he's going to be a big guy that sets the edge in their running game and obviously their pass attack um but i just like how miles sanders looks when i look at the eye test i know he's been injured and in and out of the lineup but when when i see him run he looks like one of the best running backs, you know, just uh, right behind Alvin Kamara for me in the open field. In terms of combination of quickness, speed, elusiveness, and power, I like Miles Sanders. And also, he can get involved in the passing game, and he should be more involved. And I like the fact that their offensive line is getting healthy. They have, they're they going to have most likely have Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, their big guys. And then they're going to get back Isaac Samala their starting guard who hasn't played since I think it was week one or week two. He's been out a long time. So they got him back and he's a big run blocking guy on the inside to pair him with Kelsey, you know, at center. So my point is Philadelphia's offensive line is getting, getting healthy at the right time. If I'm Philadelphia, it's going to be a heavy dose of miles Sanders because you don't want to expose Carson Wentz too much because he's shown that he can turn the ball over and hold the ball too long and get sacked and those type of things. So, the game plan is definitely a lot of Miles Sanders, and I expect him to have a huge yards run, you know, yards per carry here and big plays in the screen game and the passing game against Cleveland without Miles Garrett here. So, I know Cleveland's a pretty tough matchup, but I'll, I'm going to bet on the talent and the situation with the offensive line and what I think Philadelphia will do to win this game because Cleveland is a tough team, but Philadelphia really needs to win this game. And the way they get there so they can try to win this weak division is to give it to Miles Sanders. It's clear to me when I watch their their tape. So that's why I'm going with the tape rather than, you know, necessarily the statistics of the Cleveland matchup, that type of thing. And it doesn't hurt that Miles Garrett's out either. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Well, on the other side, I've got some interest in Nick Chubb. Uh, just $100 more on DraftKings, and we saw that Cleveland rushing attack really getting rhythm against Houston last week. You've been on them since the offseason uh they are another team that really wants to run it. Uh, so Chubb here in a solid matchup, you know we saw 126 yards last week in the touchdown could have had two if he wanted it. So uh, you you could look at Chubb here. All right, if we start to pay down a little bit, who's next for you?
1: Yeah, so if we go drop down to a little bit more of a value price here. I'm going to look at Antonio Gibson, uh, Antonio Gibson extremely talented runner. You know, I just like how big and fast, explosive he is. Uh, He's definitely got that speed. He can break tackles, run with power. Um, And I like the fact that there's, there's a chance that they will be in a neutral game script or be in the lead here against Cincinnati. Um, at home and that means Antonio Gibson he's shown that if he can get you know closer to 15 to 18 carries he can be productive in terms of yards per carry and he did good uh, with two touchdowns so he's getting red zone carries he got two touchdowns against the Lions last week um, so I look for him to be more and more involved as the season goes on here you can still get him at that discount price 6500 on FanDuel 5800 on uh, DraftKings. He can get work in the passing game as well, even though J.D. J. McKissick has been a target hog. You know, we've been talking about that a lot. Uh, but uh, Gibson can get work in the passing game as well. So he's just a big play. He's a huge playmaker, and they need to give him the ball more. So I'm hoping that, hoping that they do here in this matchup against Cincinnati. Oh, and by the way, it's against Cincinnati. It's a really good <laughs> rushing rushing matchup here for Washington. and. You know, I don't think you need to expose Alex Smith too much. I mean, we like Alex Smith in this game as well. But I think the path to winning, to beating Cincinnati is to punish them in the run game here. And they have the talent to do it with Antonio Gibson. And J.D. McKissick's certainly not going to be running the ball a ton. You know, so, yeah, so I like him here against Cincinnati at home. Well, speaking
0: of those Washington guys, we saw what they did last week against Detroit. Gibson had two rushing touchdowns. McKissick caught seven for 43. And now we get Mike Davis in a position where he might have to do all that himself. We've we, you know, we got CMC out again, and we know that Davis, at times this year, when he's been the, the solo guy, he's had monster games with a ton of catches. Uh, Detroit's number 30 on the season in, in uh, rushing yardage allowed. So I like Mike Davis here. Uh, again, in that game against Tampa last week, he got hurt. He missed a chunk of the game. It was a really tough matchup on paper. So I'm willing to go back to Mike Davis here and pay up and uh, just get all that usage against Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he goes from one of the toughest matchups to one of the best matchups in the league. So, you know, hopefully he can flip the script there and it'd be interesting. We still got to see which quarterback's going to start for Carolina. But I think, you know, even if it's their backup quarterback with like Walker, or one of those guys, or Will Greer, then that probably means they'll try to run the ball more with Mike Davis or maybe just have short check downs to him or if it's a backup, you know, guy. Cause he probably won't those backup guys probably won't push it down the field as much, you know. They'll probably be checking down more. So yeah, so I think Mike Davis in a great spot here against uh, my Detroit Lions there. So and I've loved Mike Davis all it's funny yes, because have. I've loved Mike Davis all year and now he's going against my team right. in this week where all of a sudden McCaffrey's out again. It's just davis makes me a little nervous because he hasn't looked as good lately but i don't think he, he doesn't have to be a superstar he just has to play decent against the you know a good matchup and yeah he should be a focal point of the offense here so right. definitely <laughs> um yeah and then uh let's take a look at some other guys here yeah we can go down uh back to the uh cincinnati washington game here and we look at Gio bernard again they announced that uh Joe Mixon's on the IR now, which is kind of disappointing. They act like he was going to be out like a week, and all of a sudden he's going to be out like almost the whole season. So Gio Bernard is the bell cow back there that does everything. Um, They don't really like to run the ball that much, but he gets a lot of work in the passing game. And if they do get uh, similar to Washington, if they have a good – if they get a lead on here uh, 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 against Washington, they will run the ball – more hopefully they don't have one of those games where they're going to try to throw Burrow out there, you know, against that pass rush and make him pass it 50 times like they seem to like to do. So right. I could see them running the ball more with Gio Bernard here. Uh, Washington's tough up front, but you can run against them. Uh, you've seen DeAndre Swift have a huge game against Washington in the pass and running game, and it's a similar type skill set there. So Gio Bernard 6,300 on Fanduel, really got to like him on DraftKings 5,500 because of his uh, upside in the passing game here in the receiving game, obviously uh, he's looking like a, uh, also in a really good spot here, uh, you know, at the, you know, pretty decent, uh, pretty low ownership, but uh, also he's pretty much going to get all the carries I would think, and all the catches. So,
0: Yeah. Hopefully P Ryan won't invo- won't uh, interfere with him too much. I, I do like geo this week. I also like Damian Harris in this price range. Uh, yes. Sony Michelle is active. And so he could take some carries away, but this is an awesome matchup against Houston. They're, Terrible against the run. Uh, Harris really established himself against Baltimore, 22 carries for 121. I really like the way that he runs. So I I will have some exposure to him. It's more of a GPP play because it is a bit of a committee. And there's a risk that he doesn't get 20 carries again. And we know that he's not necessarily going to get rushing touchdowns. So that's why he's a GPP play for me.
1: Yeah, I talked about earlier week how I love that New England offensive line in terms of the way they run block. Man, it's like there's going to be huge holes to run through there. So and I think Damian Harris can definitely hit a couple big ones there. Uh, yeah, let me go down to another value play guy here. Uh, I'm going to go back to the old Detroit play here. And all of a sudden now uh, we're looking at Detroit at Carolina. They're one of the weakest teams against the run. I've talked about this year how I think Detroit's a pretty good running team. They historically haven't been, but their offensive line is fo- fully healthy. Pretty good run-blocking team. And we got the old man here, the old strong man, Adrian Peterson, uh, at near-minimal price on both sites. Okay, DeAndre Swift is out. So a lot of people are saying, well, Kerryon Johnson was a uh, you know, first-round pick, you a know, uh, late first-round pick. He should be uh, their main guy. Well, Kerryon Johnson's had a lot of knee injuries, pretty much all training camp. He was running around with a big knee brace on. So he's kind of got that... Todd Gurley knee situation going on, and he wasn't even an elite back before that. So where they like carry on Johnson is they like him on third down. They like like him in pass protection, and occasionally he catches a ball, and then occasionally they give him a couple carries in the run game. That's it. So Adrian Peterson is the bell cow, especially in early downs here. And I look for the Lions because they're missing some of their big targets, especially like Kenny Galladay, for example. They're going to pound the ball against Carolina because it's a good matchup. And you know Matt Patricia comes from that New England background where you attack, expose the weakness of the other team. So I expect Adrian Peterson to get uh, somewhere around 18 carries. And if he gets that in a pretty good matchup, he should be able to produce here. And he's obviously going to get the red zone carries, as DeAndre Swift has been getting the red zone and goal line carries, but now that's Adrian Peterson's. Uh, Kerryon Johnson, you know, got a touchdown, you know, I think it was last week. You know, he gets mixed in a little bit, but I'm not worried about his volume here. I, I think Adrian Peterson will be the workhorse and expect a heavy workload for 5100 on FanDuel or $4,000 on DK even. Um, I know he's not a guy that's been heavily productive, but he's in a good spot. He's going to get volume in a really good matchup. Um, so that's why I think it's a good spot for Adrian Peterson here. And I don't think anyone's going to play him. It's going to be low ownership because they're going to look at his game log and they're going to be like, oh, this guy doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, certainly. He certainly could be a difference maker at that price. Now, one other guy we can't forget about is Salvin Ahmed, 4,800 on DraftKings. And he's really made a nice push here recently, 85 yards and a touchdown last week. And now he gets to go up against Denver and they just got smoked on the ground last week by the Raiders. Uh, Jacobs and Booker combined combined for 193 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So... Ahmed, uh, really, really nice value play here at $4,800 that I think you should consider. Now, uh, wrapping up here, Shane, we teased the new offer at the beginning of the show. So I want to share what that is. It's a uh, tremendous value from betus.com.pa. Go there and make your first deposit of $149. And you're going to get free membership with us all winter at DFS Coach Talk. So we'd love to have you take advantage of that. We'll get you into our Discord uh, tomorrow, Sunday. That's where we give out our lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff. Full FanDuel lineup that's cash, two GPP lineups, and then the Coaches Clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. So uh, join us with that terrific offer. We just launched it this week. You're going to be members with us all winter and get all of our lineups in football, basketball, golf, and then baseball once that kicks off again. So... That's going to do it for the running back show. Um, If you could uh, hit us up on Twitter. Shane is at D E T sports Shane. I'm at language Olympic. The coach is at J O E S A R V A D I. You can find all of us and more information on that offer at DFS coach talk. And then if you could hit the like button and the subscribe on YouTube, we'd certainly appreciate that. You'll find out when our other shows post. And if you missed the quarterback show, or the wide receiver slash tight end show, go check that out as well. And later tonight, we will be recording our primetime show for the Sunday night and Monday night slate. So be sure to tune in for that. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.